We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. It's the Bart Winkler Show. I I do it uh, sometimes off air. I don't do it enough on air, but I'll do it now. Also, it makes me look better when I do it on air. Big thanks to Grant Bills and Paul Emig for their time uh, to do this. Aww. Happy to do it. Each and, every, to do it. each and every week. Uh, we may, if, if, if we come up with, if I ever get my merch off the ground, you may get some nice Christmas presents with my <laughs> name on it. <laughs> so that'll be your payment. Hey, th- thanks for doing this. Here's a Bart Winkler fucking mug. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that right next to all the kids like cups and then the big what's that one? That's mine. It says Bart Winkler on it. So we are recording on Tuesday morning. Happy Halloween, by the way, gentlemen. Happy Halloween. And uh it's NFL trade deadline day. So if the Packers yeah. make a trade of any kind, I am going to insert that right here. The Green Bay Packers do make a trade, and Rasul Douglas, nice to see you. They picked him up off the practice squad not too long ago from Arizona, had a big impact, and then re-signed a deal with Green Bay. The cornerback is now a Buffalo Bill, having been traded for a third-round pick. A fifth-round pick goes to Buffalo also in the deal, but this means that the Packers no longer have Rasul Douglas. They free up a bit of cap room in 2024, about $6.5 million worth, and they add a third rounder. Again, losing a fifth rounder, but adding a third. If you do the math, the Packers' fifth rounder will probably be early. The Bills' third rounder will probably be late. So you're maybe moving up a round and a half, maybe 45, 50 spots. But you are clearing up some cap room. Uh, Rasul Douglas nearing 30, you know, what kind of place is he going to be in when the Packers are competitive again? It is a terrible situation that the Packers have found themselves in where they are sellers at the deadline. I don't know if that's ever been the case ever. Has there ever been a deadline where the Packers have been sellers? There's been trades in the NFL, but I don't know that we've really at least those of us of a certain age, I mean, I we sold at the deadline. One guy, but we sold. Now, if this guy got dealt, Rasul Douglas, 
maybe should more guys have gotten dealt? I thought for sure then we'd see a Preston Smith or, you know, who else? I just thought if you're going to deal one, maybe you deal a couple, but it looks like the trade they were able to get through was for Rasul Douglas, and he is now a Buffalo Bill. A lot of instant reaction to the trade, as as in what? No. OMG. And I get, we liked Rasul, and he was a leader, and one of the few guys on defense that we actually were satisfied with, but this is where the Packers are, and they made a trade, and life is going to move on. Guys that are young are going to have to step up, like uh, Valentine. I know Stokes is hurt, and Jair's stinky, but this the, the Packers are sellers at the deadline because they stink. They are bad, and this was a reaffirmation of that. So a third-round pick, and I know everybody hates third-round picks because Goody sucks at them. But this is the trade. Rasul Douglas and a fifth-rounder to Buffalo. A third-rounder comes back to Green Bay. Go, Pack, go. And if for some reason the Bucks get looped in to a James Harden deal as a third team or pick up one of these dudes, if they don't, if they get cut, then I'll put it in right here. And most likely we're 90 seconds into the podcast and nothing has happened. And if Craig Council has signed with the Guardians or the Mets, mm-hmm. oh. you will insert that right here. What else could happen today before uh, we talk? I think that's a pretty good list. Matt LaFleur gets fired. We will insert that. Mm. So you, what's, what's normally happened is we record these on tuesday morning when we're all available and then i'm able to post it i just post it i like we do with a puzzle i set it and forget it that's what we tell our kid you set it and forget it and then the last couple of tuesdays there's been like shit that's happened where i've like ah fuck i gotta i gotta i gotta mention it on the the whole point of my podcast is you can listen to it the morning that it's put out and it's it's like it's with it's happened. That's why I, I like to do Bucks post game shows. I like to do post games on Big Brewer games and Packers. So it's not like, hey everybody, it's Bar Winkler show. Bucks played last night. We'll get to it four fucking days from now. I like to comment on that, but we'll see. Um, now that I've done the disclaimer, I'm sure nothing will happen. Any thoughts on the James Harden trade? I'm I'm surprised it happened. Kind of. The alternative is that the Sixers, they were not going to let him play. They weren't going to let that happen. They, he wasn't going to play for them. And so then the NBA has new rules about former All-NBA players not participating in games, and then there's fines for that. Oh. So that's one aspect of it for Philly. Of course, you're paying well, That rule Harden. kind of pushed the Harden trade. It might have. I mean, oh. if they didn't want to incur the penalties, because, yeah, every game that Harden would sit out, he would qualify as being one of those players that, if healthy, has to be allowed to play. That could have been a part of it. Um, the thing that's important for Philly, they're going to have $60 million in cap space this offseason at the end of this year. 60. So, 60, 6 0. All the players. So, Harden was expiring, but so too are all the guys they got back for Harden. Maxi, his rookie deal will expire. So, he'll have like a small cap hold because he was like the 22nd pick or something. They did wave Danny Green, by the way. So if you just insert a little thing into the previous segment, it could be that free agent Danny Green is – I doubt it. 
NBA uh, champion Danny Green. Multi NBA champion Danny Green. Um, I mean, that's at least within the realm of possibility. He is he is in the potential future Bucks rankings. I'd say he's in a top ten. Uh, I still put Kelly Oubre Jr. as number one mm. as future Buck. Well, that would have been great. I mean, he's playing for the minimum, and he looks he looks outstanding. Yeah. So I guess I'm the, unlike Damian Lillard, where it's like the Bucks could come in and know that Damian Lillard, who loves basketball and will give you a hundred percent effort. Even though you're not Miami, if you're Harden, no one except the Clippers would trade for him because he didn't want to play for anybody else but the Clippers, and he would never try. Like, this is what he does, right? Like, if he's not happy, he's not going to try. And so it was a one-team negotiation, which Lillard, you know, initially was it was supposed to be a one-team negotiation, but Lillard, is a, he's a hooper, and Harden is a head case. The hooper and the head case, it's a new children. So Marcus night. Morris, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, uh, KJ Martin and multiple draft picks, including a 2028 unprotected first. And they got the OKC 2026 first, I saw. But that's just, it, yeah, it just, that's I, I, I don't like that it's like Harden can just keep doing this. Well, he can't. I, he, how much Every money time he's been mildly unhappy, he's been able to move. Not that he had a tremendous legacy because he was always like the playoff choker with Houston. And like, he didn't, he, he, you know, the guy who said that Giannis didn't have a bag, right? Like there's a questionable legacy even until this recently, but he's destroyed his legacy and he's destroyed his earning potential because he's going to get the Russell Westbrook veterans minimum this off season. No one's going to pay him more than a one-year contract when he's a free agent this off season. No, like why, how, how, how could you possibly? No, so you know, you know, who destroyed his legacy. Who was the GM of the Thunder at the time when Presti? they traded him to the Rockets? Was it still Presti ten years ago? Uh, oh, 10 years. Um, because they they made that trade because they didn't want to pay everybody, and then they tried to they tried to say like, no, 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 we, we really like Kevin Martin. No, they well, yes, but they also they would only pay like Serge Ibaka or uh, James Harden, and um, yeah. The cap was different. What kind, of, what kind of discussion will this get in the NBA lounge on Thursday? I Bart, I was thinking along the same lines as you. Like Paul, this is why we're a great trio. Paul came at it from the X's and O's and the cap holds and the picks and the contracts. And I'm just like, I think it sucks that he can keep doing this. Like I, I, does, I, I can't keep getting away with this. I do not wish him well in Los Angeles. I hope no. it goes poorly for him. I hope uh-huh. he gets there and he's like, wow, this is a great fit and. I don't want to wish injury, but I just, I hope something goes wrong. Like I, I know I there, I said it. I hope he's dealing with a sprained ankle all season. It just never, I don't like seeing stars. Like a mild injury, like plantar fasciitis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or gout. Uh, I, I don't like seeing James Harden get rewarded for bad behavior. And this oh, is like the third time oh. that now. And that just bothers is me. getting rewarded for bad behavior. He does. Well, he's getting rewarded by getting to play for who he wants. He's definitely not being rewarded financially because he has cost himself a hundred million dollars in this but process. He, but he picked up his option. What is he making this year? Close to thirty million. On his- yes, and this and, and that's and that's you know yes, but he could have had a mega extension a year ago if he had just played nice in the sandbox, and he couldn't. Yeah. And now, no, I mean he'll he'll get again like like Russell Westbrook, who by the way is also a hooper. Like Westbrook has his own things because on the court he's such a unique fit 
maybe is a nice way to say a unique fit. But he, then he got the veterans minimum from the Clippers, right? So that's what Harden will get. He'll get the veterans minimum a year from now. So he gets rewarded for the bad behavior by going to his favorite team, but he's not going to get paid. He's not all those three guys keep reuniting. Yeah. Like Harden was reunited with KD and Westbrook and Harden again. And yeah, by the well, way, one day we need a Harden KD. You're, you're, bound, you're bound to cross paths with people when you change teams every other year. That's true. By the way, Presti has been the GM since they were the Sonics in 2007. Long time. So he did trade him. He did. But that was part of that too, like, was man, like ownership. Like, hey, we can only afford, we can't afford all these guys. Well, and like on the Bill Simmons podcast, for example, which I know you're a listener, Paul, like they keep talking about, well, the Clippers need to do something like this. They're going into a new arena next year. And Paul George and Kawhi Leonard aren't under contract. Mm -hmm. What? So the answer is James Harden. But it it is better than having Nick Batum and Robert Covington. How many times now has Daryl Morey acquired or dealt Robert Covington? It's at least twice. And it's I'm pretty sure it's more than twice. Like, I'm going to look that up today. That is that I will let you take that project on. That's that's my yeah. I'm gonna look maybe a Robert Covington trade a trade tree. Maybe I'll put let, that let's put this from the Bucks perspective. Like Philly was never a top three East contender with or without Harden. They're worse. Like Batum is old and fine, and Covington is fine, and like uh, you know, a, a contender in the East in the 2023-24 season is worse for this having not been able to do a better job of getting better assets for Harden but again next offseason I know there's really not like free agency in the NBA anymore maybe because they throw some people like James Harden by the right. way yeah well and to be fair and Lillard who signs a mega extension and then mm-hmm. asked to be traded rather than just entering free agency but the Sixers a year from now could look ridiculous if Embiid is willing to wait it out Mm. which the Knicks are hoping he won't. I uh, think we're off to a nice start. I'm trying to stay awake and chipper. I uh, did not get a lot of sleep prior to recording this. Uh, And sometimes, you know what I talk about? I talk about Happy Place Hemp, and I talk about the things that it does do uh, and and what happens when I do take some of the gummies. I should talk about what happens when I don't take some of the gummies because I came home after a Monday night show and was – Thinking I was pretty tired, I went straight to bed. I did my Monday CBS and then a post game show, and I thought, yeah, you know, I I didn't even I didn't even sit downstairs and watch Monday Night Raw. I thought I was so tired, uh, and that is going to be a Tuesday morning viewing. So uh, I I was like, all right, I'll go to bed, and then I had a miserable time, and I couldn't fall asleep. And just when I started to fall asleep, I had weird dreams that uh, my kids' toys were like coming to life but nobody else could see it except for me. Uh, and then uh, then, then he's in a stage right now where he's sleeping with us during the evening, which it's like, ah, but that's also like, oh, and you don't want those, you know, you got to, it's, it's tough. Uh, but he kicks the shit out of me all night uh, in much, much, much pain. And I can sleep through that when I take the CBD CBNs. And, and I didn't on Monday night. So um, that's that's the advertisement is that I didn't take them the other night, and I had a miserable night of sleep. That's why tonight I'll be back on the CBD CBNs, and I could also take a Delta 8, Delta 9, just to get you in a relaxed state of mind and also help you fall asleep. That's why I have uh, used them the most. These are gummies that are available at happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART 
25% off every order. Every time you do it. Not once, not twice, not thrice. Every time. Uh, happyplacehemp.com, promo code BART, 25% off. I still don't know 39 years into this how I feel about the word thrice. I think I lean towards not liking it. I'm I'm still, the jury's still out on me for thrice. As Hot Take Jake will know, because I know he attended when we were young, thrice is a band. That's how I know thrice. Wow. Oh. Of yeah. the pop punk emo, uh, I guess. Grant, Grant, do the youth do the youths like the word thrice? Youths. I don't know that it comes up a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we have many opportunities to to throw that one in there. Do you have like a youth? Do you have a youth? You have an NBA lounge chat. Do you have a youth lounge chat where you discuss a yeah. youth lounge? No. Like where you say printer. And what printer. is your... advertisement? I do like. I don't know. I just one of my favorite types of humor is pronouncing words ridiculous ways. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm really into the show. What we do in the shadows right now, and that's like all they do in that show. It's just pronounced. Dennis, oh, the 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 YouTube chat on Monday was all over me. How I say, I say experiment, dude. I was going to. This is on my list. How do you instead say? Of, I instead of experiment, I say experiment. No, instead of experiment. You say experiment. I, isn't it? Experiment. No, Matt Matt says I say experiment. Stock's so well, up on that right now, by the way. Regardless, you also okay. maybe you have two strange ways within that word because it's experiment. Well, either way, I want to switch gears real quick and say that I was very happy with my latest Marvel uh, reference mm. the other day on the okay. radio. I compared Joe Burrow to Deadpool. Okay. <laughs> Where... Where when Joe Burrow was hurt, it was like when Deadpool dies and it takes him a while for his arms or legs to grow back. I felt like I felt like Joe Burrow was it it took him a while for his full healthy body to grow back. And now he's elite again. I was very excited when he dies at the end of X-Men Wolverine in that pit or when he dies. No, no. When he dies, uh, when he shows his dick before they read. Wait, what? Ryan Reynolds hangs hog in Deadpool. Ah, it's a quick little shot of his twig and berries bungled. But around. do you see Shaft? It's real. You have to like pause it if you want to see it. And and I didn't. You have paused it. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. oh, I've paused that movie. Yeah, for the his wife. Is that Deadpool one or two? Blake Lively's in Deadpool. No, the wife in Deadpool. The oh. the woman from V and Homeland and yes. Of course, yes. Do you, right. watch, you watch V or Homeland? I loved V. I mean, yes. Her son, the the girl, the woman who you're referring to, her son in that show. Do you remember him in V? Yeah. The, what are you? The worst actor I've seen in my life. Yeah, but the the blondie that he was in love with, she was hot too. I don't remember that. I just remember seeing the worst actor I've ever seen in my life, which was her son in that show. And they killed him off because I think they realized like this is. It's not going to work. So then they're like, okay, let's find a way to get rid of this guy. Uh, Grant, by the way, did you give up on Prison Break after season one, or did you keep going? No, because the girlfriend wanted to keep going, so I guess we're watching season two. Which All right. is fine. Season two seems reasonable. I like it so far. Yeah. Um, You're in for some... If you watch two, you might as well watch three, but then quit. Okay. Because well, uh, Grant, earmuffs real quick. We can spoil Prison Break for him. Well, I don't want to spoil it. Is four when they go to like that other jail? 
No, they go back to prison in three. When when do they go to that that alternative? I don't know. Whatever. All right, Grant. Spoilers. All right, you're good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, ready? Ready. Ready for the sports talk? All right, I put this up as a poll. Um, I got. Like, there's only 600 votes. Grant, you say you always take the poll, so maybe you took this one. Last time I said, I don't know if you took the poll, and you said, don't insult me and say I might not take your poll. I always take polls, Paul. Paul's poll. The way I phrased it, like, was, um, now with a 2-5 and record, would you rather the Packers lose as many games as possible and have a top five pick, or go 5-5 and the rest of the way to finish 7-10, and but still miss the playoffs and probably have the 11th pick? 72% said, lose lots, get a top five pick. Would you be you would be fine with the Packers? And by the way, like losing every game, they might do anyway, right? And I think at this point the playoffs are unlikely, and even I would argue maybe not the, even the ideal outcome. This team needs an influx of new young talent. So I have two questions related to this. But the first one is as a Packers fan who's gonna sit there and watch these next 10 games regardless, you'd be good with the outcome of the Packers losing a bunch of games. And getting one of those top three, top five picks, that would be the better outcome for you than missing the playoffs anyway, but maybe like going 500 the rest of the way. So lose as many games as possible, get a top pick, is a is the best outcome from here on out. Mm-hmm or mm-mm, Bart. Well, mm-mm, I don't want to lose. Because if we lose, then then... So uh, this is a casual take. No, it's the same thing with the Bears. Uh, the Bears should not like they they they're they're done with Fields. They're, they're not playing them this week. Okay, they should uh, like they're going to have two very high picks. You should know that your quarterback's set so that you can draft other dudes. If we draft super high, that means love's ass, and we're taking a quarterback again. 
Well, but Love hasn't been asked, and they still have earned in line for a top five pick. But even if if we if we're top three, we're taking a quarterback. Correct. I agree. As as the I mean, I know there's gonna be people listening say, no, Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, and that yes, but this is one of those drafts with a couple quarterbacks at the top, and I'm not a college football guy, but having read the scouting stuff, it's like you 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 would have to. And you would and by the way, you wouldn't be like dumping on love for drafting May or Williams. You would just be well, I mean it wouldn't but they were bringing another young quarterback in here with another shit team. It's not, gonna, it's not like the team's going to be – they're going to be even younger because they're going to be more draft picks. This is this is year one of not a one-year rebuild. This is year one of a three – Five lucky. to eight years, as Joe would say. I was no. going to say someone shout out Radio Joe. No, but it, it probably it, – this is probably year one of three. If they do it right, if they do a good job, this is year one of three. If they do a bad the job, it's year one the of Packers three. will contend for a Super Bowl is probably 2025. If things go perfectly. Yeah. Now, here's something that I enjoy saying on uh, the radio. Is that I like to look at the NFC. And I include the NFC South as a whole in here. But I say, I say, listen to these teams. Ready? Commanders, Giants, Rams, Packers, Bears, Falcons, Saints, Buccaneers, Vikings. Somebody's making the point. Two... Of those teams are making the playoffs. Two of them. And one of them is going to host a game from the NFC South. There's going to be some shit teams in this NFC. And it is still, oh, my other fun fact is everyone in the AFC has at least three wins, except for New England. Wow. Wow. Oh, I was all about those two. Like when the when the Broncos beat the Chiefs, I was all about that. Like get these two win teams, more wins, so the Packers' two wins can look better. This uh, is where I, maybe this is just a fundamental difference, and I think a lot of it is me realizing that yes, we have. I mean, the playoff losses have been bad, and I agree. People that haven't, we don't like. They that's a level of hell that we know that a lot of teams don't. True. And don't lose that take. Do never back off of that. Well, never. But but we have been spoiled. We're like, we like, like regular season games have been boring because we know we're going to win. We've been spoiled where now we have a bad month and we want everyone fired because there needs to be accountability. It's like, Jesus Christ. I don't think there needs to be accountability. I've never been that guy. I'm not saying you. No, I know, I know, I know. I, 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 like accountability. Okay. Uh, No, you fire him because he sucks. Yeah. But I just can't, it's, I can't be watching this team in October, November, early. Like I'm going to a game in two weeks. I'm I'm going to spend all this money and root for them to lose. So they have a better to, I think there's a difference though between rooting for them to lose and or when like they watch them and root for them to win, and then when they lose, I'm like, I'm happy at either outcome. I can't I would do be, that. I, I would watch it as like, all right, good play by Jordan Love, good progress by Dontavian Wicks. All right, Lucas Van Ness is getting more snaps and he's being more productive with those snaps. I would I'm going to look at it as individual pieces that I want to play well and to see improvements from while realizing that the best outcome for this franchise, if if you want 2025 to be a competing for the Super Bowl realistic contender year, they need to suck. 
No, they need to lose. If you want Packer Nation, if you want Packer Nation, 72% of the poll of 600 people agree with me, by the way, that lose as many games as possible. So continue. You're you're gonna you're so what what your scenario is is that Jordan Love shows progress and is good, and they also get a high pick. Yeah. Open the door. Yes. Where the t- open this door okay. where there's a top three pick next year because the Packers suck so much ass and then they don't take a quarterback. Open that existence. There, there, if the answer to that is that they take Marvin Harrison Jr., you will have plenty no. of ecstatic Packers. Oh, no, fans. no, no. So, no, so now, no, so now no, we're opening shit. another door. We, we opened the first door into your world and now there's a second door where Brian Gutekunst of the Green Bay Packers is drafting a wide receiver top five. I'll tell you that door doesn't, that room does not exist anymore. If, they, if, if in this door, Brian Gutekunst is A, making the pick at all and B, takes an offensive lineman, now there will be held up. But if they take Marvin Harrison Jr., I, I disagree. People would be excited for that. Well, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They would not be like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" You know, like Marvin Harrison Jr. is potentially generational. But nobody, talent. nobody is going to. If the Packers are bad enough, where they get a top three pick, no one's going to be able to rationally say like, "Well, they they lost a lot of games, but Jordan Love is our future." No one will. It's be- not possible. I, I I don't I don't think it works that way. The uh, the Bears tried to do that with Fields last year. If you are selecting in the top three. I don't. I think it's impossible for you to say unless your quarterback got hurt, we're good. If you're good, you wouldn't be picking in the top three. Like that's just kind of. If, if the Packers are in a position to take one of those quarterbacks, I think they have to. I think that's how this is going to work. I think that's I would. I agree. If you're, let's say you are the third pick, and it was Caleb Williams and then Marvin Harrison Jr. Like you run the card in for Drake May, and I would argue, and I will argue it in. April, when if this happens, I hope it does happen, kind of. Um, that that's not an indictment on Jordan Love. I still think they would get trade value for Jordan Love. Like I'm talking like a fourth, you know, in this scenario. No, like he he can have a he can have a perfectly fine season, and they can still suck. That's what that's what's happening now. Jordan Love is having a perfectly fine average season, and they suck. There, that's if the next ten are like the first seven, that's what we're talking about. Right, mm. like what? What part of what I just said is incorrect? They're, he's playing fine. They're playing terrible and losing. Like, but that- the, but he the, the the way that love is, like the results of love, are, it's still so inconclusive because of how shitty the team is. Right. And if this, like, if this was, if this is Jordan Love, then I can't definitively answer if he's good or not because I still haven't like he hasn't had the opportunity. So then. Then you do take a quarterback. Yes, I would be fine with as a guy who thinks that the there's no way that Jordan Love. There's there the the you're trying to thread a needle here. There's no way that you know Jordan Love is the guy, and you get a top three pick. It is not going to happen. Well, the, the, the guy as in a top ten quarterback, the guy going back to the Ryan Wood, the guy, or do you just mean like serviceable enough that if the rest of your team is good, you can be the 49ers? Yeah, but if you have an opportunity to take a really, really great quarterback and reset that rookie contract, you should. That's yes. I'm saying, but I'm saying I would a a, I would do that, and b I would not call that an indictment on love. Sure, but I know that's the only way you get there is if love sucks. He doesn't though. 
And that's not gonna he's that's not gonna change. We don't know that. I don't think he does, but we don't know that. But he hasn't so so you're saying he would have to regress. I think he is regressing this year. He's not terrible, but he's not awesome. He's fine. And I'm not passing up a great quarterback prospect and a reset of the rookie scale for yes. fine. Especially we, if speaking of, uh, we, we agree on this. I feel like I'm being like, and by, I, know, I, mean, I know I'm in a group here that's not anti-Jordan Love. No. And it sounds like among the three of us who are not anti-Jordan Love that I'm almost saying like, no, he's great. Like, no, I'm not. I would also take the quarterback. So let, rather than talk in further circles, we agree on that part. You you would take, if you had Mayor Williams on the board and Marvin Harrison Jr. on the board, you take the quarterback. I would like to, uh, if anyone For the reasons any you final, state, final takes on this topic, I would like to bring something up. Yes. Any yeah. final takes on this topic? Well, this is what I told the caller yesterday. Just Packers fans, kick back, relax, sit back and watch. And this season is going to tell us how to proceed, I think. Like if we end up in the top three in the draft, that means we should take a quarterback. And if not... That means that Jordan Love and these young wide receivers probably put some things together and won some games. Like the season is going to tell us what the future looks like, I think. So just kick back and chill because we don't like we can just wait. I think all will be revealed in time. My my parting comment is uh, Bart, our my buddy who runs our dynasty league. I was messaging with him and some other guys about this, and he had said something. He said in a text, "People who don't realize the value of top picks are insane." The way you frame that question for anyone to choose seven and ten and miss the playoffs is a lunatic. That's how I feel about it. But yet 28% would say, and here's what I here's what I retorted to that. I said, people will say something to the effect of, well, momentum to end the season. And then I also said, Bart, I think this one speaks to you. I said, I think it speaks to people who live in the moment and just want to watch a Packers win on a Sunday afternoon without worrying about the bigger picture implications. You don't want to invest three hours and be like, oh, this is, oh, you know, like that's, that's the wrong way to do it. Because again, if you want them to be competing for a Super Bowl sooner than later, you they you want you should want a top three pick a top five pick. That's all I care about is figuring out if Jordan Love is good or not. I don't care about anything else. The best route to Super Bowl contendership is to lose badly this season. Ugh, Jesus, I'm not a cheer against my own team. Guys. Don't cheer against them. There's there's a difference there. I don't think there is. The best, yes, there is. I think you're labeling this to make yeah. yourself. Paul better. wants to have this little Packer penance and watch the game and be all happy. And then when they lose, it, you can't. No. You, I, oh, no. No, hold on, though. Hold on, though. This, when when we were texting very, I was, of course, on DVR on the game on Sunday. Um, and I listed to you guys all of, like, the first quarter ineptitudes and mistakes and everything. And, yeah. Bart, you texted back, it gets better. You then later responded, "JK, it doesn't." But when when I when I read, it gets better. I took that as it's going to become a further shit show, like it gets better, like it gets more comedic. You're you're that's, demented. You're that's demented. Terrible. That's I'm just awful. telling you what I thought you meant was like you need it's to stop. Better. Just you wait to see what ridiculous, horrible, terrible you place. Need this, 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 this look, I can't. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta adjust your your like your entire. Outlook on life needs to change <laughs> because you keep waiting for you gotta you gotta live for the now, Paul. No, you don't. You don't. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. I agree with that. Tonight's not guaranteed. But you should be plan. You should be planning for your future health when you're sixty. Not a guarantee that I finish this finances episode. when you're sixty five. You 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 have to have one foot in now, and you have to have one foot in the future. 
I'm no. not telling you how to fan. I would never. But also, come on, a little bit. That's, well, how am I the outlier here? How do you watch a team in 2023 and care more about 2026? I spent my whole life watching the Bucks, loving the Bucks, hoping against hope that they would just pick a fucking direction and either like and stop doing the Herb Cole eighth seed stuff. And they wouldn't and couldn't until they got the luckiest pick in the history of the NBA. And that's probably a literal fact. Maybe Jokic is the other alternative to that as, as the 46th pick. But like they were always picking in the teens and you can never do that. Like, so I'm perfectly honest with the 15th pick. There's talent everywhere, Paul. That's what I'm saying. Like you can get extremely, extremely lucky by getting a pick in the teens that becomes one of the best players ever. And you can do that in any sport. My point is it's unlikely. So I can sit there and I can watch and I can say, Oh, I really like this TJ Ford for Charlie Villanueva trade in the grand scheme of things. Does it like change their path? No, but I can root for like the, moves on the periphery until the time comes that there's a championship team. So I can sit, I can root for the young players to get better. And when they lose, say, I'm really pleased by the progress of Lucas Van Ness. I rooted for that Bucks team to be so bad so they could get a top three pick. They got Jabari Parker. That didn't work out. I don't think anybody could be, um, but I, I, I will never root for draft position again. It's just not, oh, okay. it's not, I don't have the makeup to do it. Fair enough. That's I fine. cannot, I cannot do it, which is why you see in these fantasy leagues I'm in. Yep. You're always in. I'm in. I'm not fucking trading for 2026 first round picks. Yeah. Well, for example, I'm in an NBA dynasty league. I have LaMelo ball, Cade Cunningham and Tyrese Halbert. And I'm, go. and I'm fucking awful. And I'm, and I'm going to continue to be awful until I trade all of them for actual good players. I've yeah. been in this league for four years. I started out with the number one pick when I bought in, and I've been just as bad every year. Yeah, because you're like thinking they're going to improve, but then the league's also still going to have Kevin Durant and Giannis. It's like these yeah. guys are going to get better, but the best players in the world are still going to be the best players in the world. No, they, that, that's that's such a that's so incorrect. Kevin Durant will not incorrect. Bart, for example, made a great trade last year in Dynasty. Just to continue the example of a first-round pick for Travis Kelsey, which I thought he overpaid. I was wrong. It was a terrific, like... First-round pick, so what? I can take fucking... Who? Sky Moore. <laughs> yeah, Tajay Spears. Ooh, love that. He's my guy. Oh, you Would you ever have Tajay Spears over Travis Kelsey? Tra- Spears was a third-round pick. Okay, not, not a... Would you a, have a, Jameer Gibbs over Kelsey? Fuck yes. No. Yes, it depends where your team is at. Where your team is at, no, you wouldn't, because you're competing. Although Taylor needs to start going back to those games if I'm going to win a fucking championship. Yeah, because you have Mahomes. <laughs> I'd I'd like to go complete uh, opposite direction with Taylor Swift, who I'm not really that big of a fan of. I hope she comes to Lambeau. That would be very cool. I'm hoping for that to happen when they play the Chiefs, by the way. Everyone's so bad. Oh, you're so sick of seeing her. So am I, but like, not because she's at NFL games. I hope she comes to Lambeau. That'd be sick. Yeah, anyways. I agree. Anyways. It's it's like, it's it's an NFL destination. How would she not? It's a it's a cathedral of football. Yeah, you someone can't be a you can't be a football fan and not go to Lambo. Yeah, someone tell her. Did you see she's a billionaire now? Yeah. All right. I uh, have to shit on a ex Packer, which I will do in a minute. I also want to give a this isn't just a shout out. This is a thanks for coming aboard. Tupelo Honey is a cafe uh, in the Third Ward, downtown Milwaukee ish, and they are now a proud sponsor 
of the Bart Winkler show and the Winkler verse of itself. They are at the corner of, and I'm so this is what this is. Uh, they're getting the full Bart Winkler experience because I got the I got the talking points, and like a true radio pro, I have not read this yet because they I want them to get the full experience, and I am planning on going there hopefully next week with uh, my good buddy. I'm going to take him out to eat. He deserves it. Rami Makloff and I. Uh, Rami's a big fan of this place. I'm going to try to take Rami out for lunch. Rami, big third ward guy, just generally speaking. Uh, he's a Bayview guy, first and foremost. I was in Bayview this week, and I love Bayview. He's a, he's a big good food guy. And so this is a this is a place that revives kind of the the South and the, the, the traditions of the South when it comes to food. Fried green tomatoes, shrimp and grits, which very underrated food. I love grits. Homemade biscuits. The signature dish is the honey-dusted fried chicken. Get a business lunch there, a dinner with the family. They've got a great brunch, maybe before you go to a, a game on the weekend, down at the Forum. You can check them out. Reservations, make them online. TupeloHoneyCafe.com. TupeloHoneyCafe.com. 511 North Broadway, right across from the public market. So we will be uh, there if you're ever like, Oh, where's Bart today? I just buzz by Tupelo Honey. Maybe you'll see me. Maybe you probably won't, but I'll be there enough. <laughs> and you should too. <laughs> All right. Uh, that That is that. I read it just right. Just read it. TupeloHoneyCafe.com. But no, I'm excited to go there next week with Ram Dog. And maybe they can do, because I got to do hurry ups. Maybe they can be part of a, like a, like a noon hour hurry up we could do or a Sunday morning hurry up. I learned yeah, something yeah. about Rami this week um, through his stand-up comedy. I'm fucking excited for these grits. He's, he's dating a 28-year-old. He loves that naivete. Yeah, that clip was on Facebook. Is he paying Facebook? How do we all see that clip? I, I saw, saw it on the Insta. Oh, we all saw it on different platforms. Wow. Look at Rami that. with the takeover. But it was funny. It was a good setup. Yeah. I was mostly in, I was mostly indifferent on it until he landed the plane of that's why he likes Dave. I was, I got a, I sat here. I said, "You son of a bitch, Rami guy." I yeah. didn't expect to laugh at this, but yeah, I did. It, was, it, it, yeah, it was a. You had to wait it out. I was at first. I was like, "Okay, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, love is love." Which our generation, it is, it is, it is weird though. <laughs> He's forty three. She's twenty eight. How long has that relationship been going? She was out in California with that's him, so. It's the same one then. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Because I always think of it as, like, like, my wife's years older than me. Four years older than me. And that's even weird. Like, when she graduated college, I graduated high school. Mm. But there's, you know. But when he was 18, she was three. Yeah, but he's not 18 anymore. That's not, that's, I think that's, un, I think that's unfair framing anytime we do this. That would be true if he was 18, but he's not. So I'll, I'll you know. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. I have no. And also, Rami is at best like 28 in spirit. Oh, yeah. Rami's not like at best. Which is I not an insult. Like, that's, yeah, he's just, yeah, free. I audibly gleed with joy. Wow. When I saw Devante Adams <laughs> throw his helmet into the turf. What a fucking poser. 
diva. This is an act. Mm. Everything he's saying is an act. Mm. Devontae Adams, who, if traded yesterday. No, they can't afford to do it. No, you're right. They can't. Uh, Devontae Adams, this is what. And what's the, like, I saw Rich Eisen. I saw RG3. I saw Albert Breer. I saw all these guys say, oh, man, what a bummer for Devontae. Like, I don't blame him for being frustrated. He wanted this. He went to an organization that is unstable as it is with Derek Carr, who he had to know was not going to be the Raiders quarterback forever. This is what he wanted. Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. Close to home. If if, if you want to go close to home, you go home. You you don't go to Vegas. If you want to go to California, there's five teams in California. Find a way to go to one of them. Football season's 18 weeks. You get the rest of the year to go home. It's not like Major League Baseball where you have to live in Milwaukee for six months of the summer. Yeah. Football season's so short. So I'm with you. And what a waste. And what what an absolute waste of his talent. What a waste of what could have been in Green Bay with the next generation. But he wanted this. And I still, honestly, and the nuance doesn't come through like it never does. I know it. But I honestly blame Aaron Rodgers. And really, I blame the last dance. So really, I blame COVID. And really, I blame Michael Jordan. Because what Aaron Rodgers did was romanticize the idea of asking for a trade. They put the last dance together. Rodgers is like, hey, I'm out of here. And Devontae's like, fuck yeah, I'm out of here too. And this is like their last year together. It's senior year. And then Devontae leaves, and then Rodgers fucking comes back for school another year. Mm He... He... Like, Rodgers fucked this up. This is a real take. Mm-hmm. I can't tweet about it because I'm I'm just, I'm fucking, I don't know what's going on, but ever since I decided not to buy a blue check mark, all my tweets are bangers. Every one of my tweets is like maximum fucking exposure. I'm getting, more, I'm getting more engagement than I ever have. That's because you rip Rodgers. That's free, that's free engagement. But just I'm not getting paid for it. I'm tired of being on this platform. And it's X now. Journalists, they don't even say X, formerly known as Twitter. They just say post it on X. It's fucking X now. My wife's phone still has the bird because she doesn't do automatic updates. Mm. And I go, I bet you you could sell your phone and and get like, because remember when they took Angry Birds off the app store? People were selling phones that had Angry Birds on it because you couldn't download it anymore. That's right. Yeah. Anyway. I blame Rodgers for Devontae. I well, that's one hundred percent. That one hundred percent. I do. I I do not he took advantage of a young man. The age difference between them is pretty similar to Rami and his girlfriend. <laughs> Rami's taking advantage of her and her naive ability. Rodgers took advantage of Devontae. Did you stop yourself from saying naivete because you thought you'd sound pretentious? Is that what that was? No, I couldn't. I didn't know the suffix to naive. Oh, um, I don't co-sign your Rogers take just for everyone listening. Uh, but I, I appreciate the entertainment value. I get a kick out of it. And it wait, wait, so, what, so what about the take though, which I agree with? Do you, did you, do you not see as reality? Why is it Roger? That's not Roger's fault. What, they what Instagram together the last dance. That's calculated move. Rogers they, they wanted definitely, out and he wanted a buddy. 
they definitely romanticized the idea of let's go out and win this Super Bowl together. It'll be our last year. It'll be glorious. We'll both sail off in the sunset on different teams. That And then they uh, lost to Jimmy G. Yes, and- they did. But the orchestration, who orchestrated that idea? Rodgers is the orchestrator of all things Rodgers. He's never playing the second fiddle in a storyline. So... Devonte Adams left because he wasn't sure of the quarterback situation in Green Bay, so he had to look after himself. Okay, well, maybe, and cer- certainly partially that's true. But now live with your incredible health, right? lack of foresight by him. If you look at the several bad quarterbacks that have thrown him a pass since, yes, correct. But we didn't know what Jordan Love was going to be. I don't know what Devonte Adams would look like. I. I partially think that Devontae Adams, like sometimes when there's a young quarterback or a not great quarterback, they just, they just like, oh, there's the, like Will Levis is like, oh, there's Hopkins. I'm going to force feed him the ball. So it, it might've worked out and maybe Adams would have got production in Green Bay anyways, but Aaron Rodgers wasn't the one that started the exit plan of the Packers. The Packers did that when they drafted Jordan Love. And but they gave Rodgers, after doing that, they gave Rodgers the mega extension. Sure, sure. But that doesn't mean that he's going to be in town forever. That just means they're rewarding him for his good play. And they're doing their best to, you know, satisfy him when he's in town. I'm not saying the Packers. I'm not saying the Packers chased Adams out of town. I'm not. That's not what they did. I'm saying that Adams left because of quarterback uncertainty, and the Packers played a massive role in that by taking Jordan Love. All right, I, I have a question. Okay, what is the correct number of receptions that Devonte Adams needs, where he's still happy after a loss? Six. I, I don't I think he would rather have eight receptions and lose than seven receptions and win. That's that's a good beat reporter question. That'd be a kick-ass beat. In a, how in would a, you ask that? Well, I don't know. Devontae you, Adams would ask that without ever that player never talking to you again. Adams has said, I didn't just come here to win. I came here to what did he say? Win the right way or play the right way? I can't remember what he said. So uh, Devante, what would be like the how many catches do you need? Like how many catches do you need to be satisfied with your production and a win? You're not getting you're not getting an answer. Or even hey, Devante, first of all, I think you underestimate. I think I could be a pretty good beat reporter. I think I could. Ask the question. I'm I'm sure if you you can find a way to ask that question, I'd love to hear it. I'd say, Devante, this team isn't winning right now. You guys have a lot of question marks, a lot of things you're working through, but you have talked many times about wanting to continue to build your legacy and, and and build your resume for potentially a Hall of Fame gig one year. So if this team isn't going to win, what does your production need to look like to keep you on that track and to keep you satisfied while this team rebuilds or while you wait to go somewhere else? That's what I would ask him. If you think he's going to give you a, new, a numerical answer of like, well, Grant, you know, good question about, I'd say about eight catches a game. Yeah, it's more of a spiritual question. I don't know if there's a literal answer. Yeah. I think it's, it's, but also you ask these questions because this is something that he said he's brought this up in the past. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not always and Paul, you know, this year, be reporter. I'm completely speaking down my ass right now. It's not always about getting the answer. It's about presenting the question and getting a response. Who knows? Who yeah. knows what that answer would be? I don't know. Yeah. Um, this is, this was not planned. Um, the Jair Alexander postgame interview. You're out yeah, on Jair. Yeah, if, if you weren't already, are you out on Jair? You're, I've, been, I've on been out. I've been out much longer than this, Grant. I mean, what does out mean? They're not getting rid of him. I don't you know. want him on the team. Get him out of here. Um, it, you're you're out on him as like, I don't know. 
He talked too much. You're out can mean whatever you want it to mean. But like the thing is, the thing is terrible look. This team is young. They're the youngest team in football. But I think Brian Gudikins smartly kept a couple of veterans in key spots to try to keep things stable. And Bakhtiari got hurt and Jones got hurt for a while. And that that the offense lost all stability. But the defense is supposed to be the unit that can keep the train on the tracks. And Jair is a part of that. He's making a bunch of money. He's been here just about as long as anyone other than like Kenny Clark, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and to get cooked is one thing, although that was really disappointing because I thought in that matchup, it's like, hey, if you do your job against Jordan Addison, this defense has a shot to really make this Vikings offense one dimensional and the Packers might have a shot at home. Um, it's one thing to get cooked, although it was disappointing. It's another to be really immature in a locker room that needs you to be mature. Like you're the adult in the room. But if you're going to, I mean, and I don't say this disrespectfully, but like you bring in Jair to be a playful spirit, to be like, if you're going to count on Jair to be like the calm, cool, collected adult in the room, you're counting on the wrong guy to do the thing that he's not built to do. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think you're, I don't know. He's a playful, he's a, he's a playful character. Like if, if he's just like, you're the best cornerback in the league. You got to be the best cornerback in the league. Well, that the play, I'm, I agree with the play part of it for sure. Like, yeah, he needs to play much better. Um, you can act uh, like there's people, there's people at offices that can get away with a lot of shit because they produce and sell and and yep. and you you need those people on the team and and so it's like not everyone's held to the same standard. So if you're gonna yeah. strut around and act like I'm the fucking best, then be the fucking best. Yep. Yep. Agree. Um, real last quick Packers one because I want to do a Craig Council topic. Grant, you're my Rashawn Gary guy. In a lost season, this is a fantastic deal to get Gary back at this number. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Because my I, I think people's worry with Gary is that he's not uh uh Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Micah Parsons. But with this contract, they're not they're not paying him like that. That's right. So I, I think this contract is great. However, and I was thinking about this last night, you know, we have all these players, they're like, um, what's the ink blot? A Rorschach test, right? You know what I'm talking about? We have all these, like Chris Middleton is, I think, the most famous one, where it's like half of the fan base thinks they stink, and the other half of the fan base watches the same thing, thinks they're awesome. We have lots of players like this, and I'm always on the side of, no, they're good. Like, they're good because of this, that, and the other thing. Like, I'm always on that. And I got to say, it's kind of fun to be on the other side of (laughs) one of these. Like I'm having a good time. Like, I don't know, but this contract is, the contract is great. I think it matches his standing in the league. He came back from an ACL injury and looks like a rock star tackled it. Well, there's no lingering effects from the injury. So I give him all the credit in the world. This is a great deal. If it was, you know, 30 plus a year, this isn't going to reach 30 million per year at any point in this contract. This is a great deal for the Packers. They are paying, they are paying Jair to be the top corner in the league. He is not. Thankfully, they are not paying Rashawn Gary to be one of the four best edge rushers in the league. And by the way, as more guys get as more guys get paid over the next year or two at the edge, he'll go from the fifth biggest contract to the sixth, to the seventh, to the eighth. So he's probably if if he can perform like a top five to ten edge rusher over the course of the next four years, which I think he will. Which I think he will. Bart, any thoughts on the Rashawn Gary extension in a lost season? Fantastic yeah, deal. Now to get is it not the time to be letting your Rashawn Gary's leave. You need to lock them up and keep yeah. them. Not trying uh, to create more I, I do think that I thought Rashawn Gary would be better at this point of his career than he is. 
Sure. I understand he's coming off of a injury. Yeah. Wait, what is this? He's only in year five. Give him time. Year five. I can't tell if you're sarcastic now, Grant, because of your previous Rashawn Gary takes. Maybe that was intentional. That's it just the way he likes it. It can, be, it can be a good contract, and also it's like, Jesus, man, I know. Both this. things can be true, yeah. which I don't think I've said in a year once you pointed that out. But but since you but since we pointed it out, I hear it everywhere when I yeah. listen to sports talk. Two things can be true. Oh, and people love saying that on X also. Yeah. The social media platform formerly known as Twitter. Um, this, would have, this would have been a good segue when we were talking about Devontae Adams because there are clearly – parallels between Craig Council's situation now and Devontae Adams a couple years ago. Okay, hold on. I'm going to then, uh, on the podcast, we're continuing, but I'm going to separate these on the Dan Shaney YouTube streams. Mm -hmm. Is this going to be a little short? Is this going to be a little short? And I did this last week, but the Packers want to end it so abruptly. Mm -hmm. It was like, because I where I cut it off, it was like, you were just like, well, that's what Gutekinds does. And it was like, and it was like, you were... But it, in context, it was fine, but the way I did it. So um, this is the end of the Packers Dan Shaney YouTube. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Let's talk some Craig Council. I'm Grant Bills. That's Paul Immig. Here's Bart Winkler. Um, <laughs> sure. What do you got, Paul? Close enough. We were in the in the Packers discussion we had recently. We were talking about, and very recently, might I say, mm-hmm. There, I, I don't know if you guys have thought about this, uh, talked about this, the parallels that clearly exist between, or might seem to be clear, that Devontae Adams, he didn't really go explore the market until he felt undervalued by his current team. Craig Council is exploring the market to see what he's worth. We all thought he was managing for the Brewers in 2024, or he was going to go watch his son play baseball in college for a few years and take some time off. Maybe he'd be a, an honorary member of the front office. He's take council has now taken multiple job interviews for managerial openings. So I don't want to talk yet about maybe. So this is one of those, if yes, then who, so we're going to get to that. But if the news breaks that Craig council has agreed to be the manager of a different team, you're going to be mad about the situation. And then we'll get into like, if yes, then who we'll try I, this I, one on for size. Yeah. I'm already as mad as I will be if he leaves. I'm already mad that it got to this point because it's like you're with someone and then instead of, you know, giving her the ring, you go, all right, but just go sell some more wild oats just to make sure that you like lock her up. If she's the one now you're letting him go. Like don't, if council is going to just try to have some conversations or get a free trip or whatever, or, you know, want to just negotiate and, and bring the money up. If you're Mark, don't let, don't let him, don't let somebody else put a piece of paper in front of you that you can like, you get caught up with things. I, you ever go and like buy a car and want to test drive, you get kind of caught up where you're like, fuck, am I buying a car right now? Am I, I going to buy a car? And you have to like, no, 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 no. Cause there's, but you just gotta, you know, no, no, I'm not doing it. The, if you put him in these other situations, situations he could be like fuck it am i the manager of the guardians and then by the next thing you know you sign him all of a sudden you whoa don't don't get him in that situation the fact that mark has let these interviews happen absolute failure by him absolute failure 100 percent grant 100 percent 
Grant, if news breaks that council has agreed to be the manager of a different team, you're going to be mad about it. Yeah, <laughs> because because I think if that happens, it will be because the Brewers didn't match whatever money he can make elsewhere. I don't think council. So, so, it's, so it's literally Devonte. So like, even if the Brewers then say, okay, fine, 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 fine. We'll give you that money. The Mets are going to give you just like the Packers did with Devonte. It's too late. I've explored elsewhere and I'm going to do that. I don't, I don't think that I, no, I, I think no. So in that way, there's no, in no parallel. Like I think the Mets, let's say they offer him 6 million and Mark's like, eh, I can do 4.2. Mark's <laughs> like, okay, well then I'm going to go to New York. That's the situation where I will be very, very mad. Now, if council just wants a new challenge and he wants a team with a bigger payroll and you know, whatever, Brian Anderson's doing it. David Stearns is doing it. Everyone wants to go somewhere else and like go where there's good players and money like what if council just wants to do that I, I guess i tip my cap i'd be really bummed um because i guess the naive you know wisconsin sports fan in me the guy who grew up here as a brewers fan thought that you know there was there was something there was something there with council and he this did mean something to him and this was special maybe it was for a time but i thought it would be forever so if if, if he leaves because the brewers aren't willing to pay him what he can get elsewhere and that is the sole reason he leaves i will be pissed if he goes somewhere else because he wants a new challenge and a new opportunity with more money and more resources, I mean, I, I guess if the Brewers offered him the money and he still wanted to go somewhere else, what do you, what do you do other than be sad? You know, you can't, you can't be asking people to pay for your stadium when you won't pay for Craig council also. But well, I don't think, I don't think we'll ever know the answer to Grant's questions though, that it was because of the money or it was because of, a, cha- a new challenge like you might get like a snippet version of kind of the half truth of something during a press conference oh, but well, i don't think i don't think you if council signs tomorrow with the mets i don't think you're gonna know like well if if mark had just paid this amount he would have stayed but he wouldn't so now we're just gonna frame it as council wants it's not challenge. just about how much craig council earns on a paycheck mark should have done anything assuage a sage assuage assuage any assurances Craig, what is it that you would be looking for in these other teams? Well, I want more money. Done. I want us to spend more money. Done. Is there any chance? I want, if he's like, I want to live in Queens, well, then it's like, well, I can't fucking do that for you. By the way, did you see the story that was planted that, uh, like, I don't know, four or five days ago where it was like, Craig and his wife have always really liked New York. And so this was I, one of the national reporters in MLB. It was like, he and his wife always really enjoyed living in New York. So the Mets do have that going for them. I was like, uh-oh. Like you're already planting, like, ooh, Craig and the wife like the city. That's a bad little nugget. If if your goal is to keep, but is there any chance that Mark believes what the three of us talked about a couple weeks ago, which is you kind of know maybe how far you're going to go with Craig as your manager, and even though it could be much worse with a different manager, you need to take that gamble that the next manager is going to bring you to that next level. That like. But if Mark no. really wanted, when Mark Mark's really wanted, that, he doesn't, he can't think like that. When he Mark thinks. really wanted a soccer team, he got a soccer team. When Mark really wanted that trading card, he got the trading card. If he really wanted counsel, he could have counsel. He, I mean, like I, I know budgets, and I know even like multimillionaires have budgets, and that's fine. But like, if he really wanted counsel, he can have counsel. Yeah, if he but left, that, that is, he has the money to do that. So why does he maybe not? want counsel there, there there's something there i i also and i brought this up with brett and tosa on my show and brett vehemently disagreed brett's a big mark Atanasio guy and i am not an Atanasio guy but i am someone that realizes that this fan base blames him for lots of things that i don't think are his fault yes and absolutely. that is unfair 
yes. Stephen A. Smith voice. However, it will be interesting if we <gasps> think the money is comparable and he chooses to leave anyways. You got David Stearns, who got so burned out and so frustrated with the process and what everything was going on in Milwaukee that he was like, I need to step away from baseball for a year and was never in the building. He was ne- nobody ever saw him. He went to and Oakland Euros. I saw him at Oakland Euros. Exactly. Yeah. And then he goes, and God, I keep hearing about how far the ballpark is from downtown. So that's, I mean, geez, he was nowhere near the stadium. Then he goes to New York where the media <laughs> pressure is higher, where the expectations are higher. And then Craig Council, with the money being equal, is like, I'm actually going to go somewhere that I've never lived before. I'm going to leave my hometown team. I think that's an indictment on Mark and what it's like to work in that organization. I don't know that everyone has a great time all of the time. So mm. that's that's something I think about. And if and if and if Craig Council leaves, you know, for any reason other than I want a bigger payroll and I'm I'm just not going to get that in Milwaukee, it's not reasonable. Then I'm going to be pissed at Mark. And I don't normally get pissed at him. Again, I, I, a lot of these things aren't his fault, and fans blame him. But I will blame him for this. Either way, if Craig leaves, it's Mark's fault because he either didn't pay him enough or he instituted a culture that was shitty to work in. Where the grass looked greener on the other side. But but or you're Craig Council. And again, much like how I was saying a couple weeks ago, you've hit your head against the same wall, the same playoff wall. Yeah, it's Mark's fault. If Craig leaves, it's Mark's fault. Full. My point is at least con- at least know. consider the possibility that I would feel no, the same way. Not if, if, no, no. If year after year I was the manager of a team that got to the same point or just about the same point, and I could never climb that final rung to get Mark's over the top. Fault. Maybe fine, but I'm just saying that beyond like culture or whatever else, that would make me want to try something else. Sure, I, so, I, someone I, else will will use Mark Canna better. That's what we're looking for in the postseason, yeah. and I guarantee. Yeah. Them Although I know yeah, what you're saying, I I'm I don't know why council can leave. You 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 get you you want you just get out of here. You play Jesse Winker, and then you play him in both. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you bring it. <laughs> I saw a tweet where someone, it was one of Onabam's tweets, and someone responded with that screenshot of Jonah Hill and Moneyball meeting Brad Pitt in the parking garage. And the caption was, Sir, I think it's awesome that you pinch hit Jesse Winker twice in the wild card series. God, that was fucking funny. Um, yeah. It's Mark's fault. I love that. I love that part. If Craig Council leaves, it's it's one way or another, it's Mark Atanasio's fault. There, there's worlds in which I will blame him more, but. For whatever reason he ends up leaving, it will be Mark's fault. Yes. And I mean, so, and, and if Craig leaves, Craig, Craig, no, if Craig fine. leaves, does it, how do you feel it means for taking a step back or not? Like, is it, are you indifferent towards the Brewers 2024 season with or without him? Does it change your, I think that's a conversation for another day. I know Grant, I, needs I will, I will say that. I think that's a good one though. Like, like maybe, if, maybe a week from now, Craig has, well, well, something yeah. to think about. Maybe we talk about this next week. Maybe we get council news. Maybe we've already gotten it and it's been inserted into the podcast. But what if Burns is gone, Woodruff's not available, and council's not the manager anymore? What kind of opening day is that? I love the Burns. I'm going to be watching. So that's, I'm not indifferent, but it's going to feel weird, and it's going to feel really different. If how many hours of the world? Were you motivated by, by when Devontae Adams put a last dance? Did, you, did, you, did that make you think that you might have a last, last dance with Milwaukee? Uh, yeah, I did have a dream this last weekend where I was having a beer with Craig Council in Maryvale in 2024. Oh, training. I would pay an exorbitant amount of money to never dream again. (laughs) My dreams are 
fucking, I haven't had a good dream since I was 12. Grant, was yours a dream or a premonition? Well, I don't know. I was driving through Whitefish Bay the next day. Maybe that's why Council wants out of here. Getting from Whitefish Bay to the park is such a pain in the ass with what's going on. on you know, in the MCU, dreams are a look into ourselves in another multiverse. Uh, so maybe there is a universe where you're having a beer with Craig, but uh, not in this one. I saw, oh. Bart, that they are really, uh, really poor advanced sales for the Marvels movie. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't read into that. Marvels is going to be a fucking banger. It might be. Yeah. Looks good. Loki's been great. Has I'll it? say that for Seth Everett. It has. It's been fucking awesome. I, I love Loki. Loki. I love Loki the character. I'm not yeah, sure please. if I'm sold on Loki the show. Bye, Grant. Bye. You guys keep going. Keep 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 on keeping on. I'm gonna go too, buddy. Uh oh. but I might I might try Loki season two. I want to like Loki because Loki the character is one of my all time. What was wrong with season things. one? It other than the fact that it wasn't good. Paul, you're literally the only person on earth to watch Loki season one and say that. I know. I couldn't. I was. I was. I was very surprised that it was as lackluster as it was, considering it was so highly reviewed. There were things that it, it, it felt like I was watching, like a bad season of Lost. Like there were it, like all of a sudden there's like the end of the world thing happening in that one realm, but then it didn't really end up mattering and. It seemed like there are no consequences. Okay, that's my criticism. I haven't watched it like a year and a half, but nothing mattered. Like there was no consequence to anything. It was well, very. That's, like, that's that's been the problem with Marvel lately is they don't spend enough time on the main timeline. They have Guardians go to some other fucking planet, Batman yeah. and fucking Quantum Mania. I think the Marvels probably be on another planet. They got to do things on our on on six one six. Ah, six one six. Yeah. Right. Strangers on 838. I just want another show that's as good as WandaVision. Well, WandaVision was great. Like, was there anything anything better Marvel's done, Bart, than WandaVision? What would compete with WandaVision as, like, the best thing that Marvel has done with their show? Oh. It's like, just on Disney Plus? Loki. That's so stupid. WandaVision think- is elite. Loki is mid. I don't have the energy to do this. <laughs> All right, you go get some rest. Take a nap. And watch Raw if you must. Oh, yeah. I get to do that today. Paul right. and Grant Bills, thank you both. Bye, bye, bye buddy. The end of today's Bart Winkler show. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.